This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. What is up, everybody? And welcome to Studio Day Heffrey for your daily dose of Cowboys as yesterday's debate rages on of what's wrong with the Cowboys offense and how are they going to fix it. And I will tell you this, the more sure you are that it's one thing, I believe the more wrong you are. So if you want to know what is wrong with the Cowboys offense, just know that the answer is, uh uh-huh, the answer is everything, and it all makes sense. Uh, There's a great article on The Athletic with some really good numbers about how teams are defending the Cowboys and whatnot. And some of the things that you're going to learn are, one, people would say, well, everybody's playing press man defense against the Cowboys, and they just, boy, they can't beat man defense. Well, that's wrong. Uh, Washington played mostly zone. Raiders played mostly zone. Broncos, Falcons, and Chiefs played a lot of man, and the Falcons are the team that got torched, and the Saints mixed it up. So is it the teams are playing press man coverage and you can't beat it? No, it's not. Uh, Is it that the quarterback is hurt and he doesn't want to run and he doesn't trust his leg? That theory, I can buy part of that. I do believe that the physical has become the mental where, you know, It can't be that he's totally physically broken because he overcame a shattered ankle to be an MVP candidate through six weeks. Then he strained a calf, and he hasn't played well since then. So it's hard to not look at that delineation and say that's part of it, the fact that he strained his calf, and maybe he's not trusting it when it's time to either run or make a tough throw. But the hard part about that is I have seen him make ridiculously tough throws rolling right and left in this time frame. So I will hold injury as part of it, right? That's part of it. What else has changed in the ways that the teams are playing against the Cowboys? In the first six weeks, Dak was one of the five most blitzed quarterbacks in the league. Dak destroyed the blitz. Now Dak is 22nd most blitzed in the league over the last six weeks, right? So teams are adjusting to the fact that, okay, blitzing the Cowboys is a bad idea better idea is playing coverage against the Cowboys, dropping guys back and not giving Dak the, oh, you're coming from there. That means pew, not giving you the easy decision, making you sort it out and figure out where you're going to go. Similar thing happened to Pat Mahomes to start this year, right? Pat Mahomes coming into this year, team said, we will never blitz him. We're going to drop a bunch of dudes in coverage and he's going to have to figure out what short stuff he can take and work his way down this field. And it took Mahomes a while to figure that out. So that is part of it. The teams have opted to stop blitzing. Not stop, but they blitz considerably less. And the biggest thing that is different for the Cowboys in the last six weeks and the first six weeks is how do teams align against them. They measure now what's called, because people talk about an eight-man box or a seven-man box, It does not matter how many people are in the box. That's irrelevant. It's how many people are in the box relative to how many people I have in the box. If I have five offensive linemen and I'm wide open, they're not going to have an eight-man box. So I don't care how many are eight-man. I care how many are them having more than me in the box, how many are them having one more, two more, whatever. The Cowboys' stacked box percentage was never super high, but it's gone way down in the last six weeks. No one. 
no one is stacking the box against the Cowboys, okay? The light box percentage has gone way up. Everybody is backing up and playing coverage. So the idea that teams are choking off the run by committing all these bodies and playing straight-up man coverage is actually just made up. It's not what teams are doing. What teams are doing is playing either man or zone. They're seeing plenty of both, and even teams that play man play a ton of zone. And they're dropping people into coverage, and they're stopping your run game with less people than they did earlier in the year. So as people are asking me, like, hey, what's step one to unlocking the Cowboys offense? I would say that step one, your quarterback playing better is obviously essential. But if you want to know the first and easiest thing that could help, it would be either Zeke or Tony Pollard be healthy, offensive line block better, because teams are absolutely positively daring you to run the football, and you can't. You can line up six guys on your offensive line, and a defense matches that with six defenders, and they can stop you from running. That's a disaster. So in a lot of ways, the Cowboys are looking at what Kansas City was looking at earlier in the year, where teams were daring them to run, and they didn't really run it very well. And so it's like, well, crap, we got to throw. And it's like, all right, well, you're throwing at these eight guys. You're not going to be able to really get down the field a ton. What are you going to do about it? So the answer to what is wrong with the Cowboys offense is all of that. That's it. All of that. Teams are daring you to run, and you still can't. Teams are playing you in coverage with blitzing less, both man and zone. And the quarterback is not either one, used to working through this, two, giving himself the help he could need because he doesn't trust a calf, or the offensive line not holding up their end. Like In the passing game, yes, you're getting different looks with more guys in coverage, and you haven't solved that puzzle. And I do believe the quarterback trusting his health is part of that. And you can't run the ball despite the fact that teams aren't playing you to run the ball. They're playing you to throw the ball. That's what's wrong with the Cowboys offense. And that answer is a ton of things. And all that matters is a month from now. Have you solved it? Are your running backs healthy? Can you block a little bit better? Are you able to get back to gashing people on the ground? Because think about this. Somehow, in the first six weeks of the year, you were gashing people on the ground. And those people were actually playing a more balanced defense, attempting to stop your run some. Now, teams aren't, and you can't run. That's a problem. So their problems are everywhere. It's just, it's a real-life slump. And they have to figure that out over the next month before the postseason starts. That is what's wrong with the Cowboys offense. Everything, not one thing. Anybody who says it's one thing, is ignoring at least five things. So chill out with all that, okay? So there, all your information. Mailbag, Bobby Buckets says, who's more valuable, Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore? Boy, we would have said that it was a great race earlier, and now I guess everybody's going to say Dan Quinn, huh? I will say, I guess I would go with Dan Quinn as well at this point. Um, I think Kellen's in a little bit of a funk, too. With everybody else, I don't think that they're giving themselves the best chance. But again, with everything that I just illustrated, the offensive coordinator's life is tough. 
Because you would think you're like, hey guys, this is they're giving us a look to run, run it. And it's like, great, here's your two yards. Oh. All right, well, I guess we need to throw it. All right, well, there's eight guys that dropped back into this, and we got problems. Oh, one other thing. The idea that it's like Dak can't handle the man coverage. Dak has thrown 12 touchdowns and two picks against man coverage. His passer rating's 107.6. Dak against zone coverage, his passer rating's 92.3, but he's thrown nine touchdowns and seven interceptions. So he is a little lower on yards per attempt, and he's lower on completion percentage against man coverage. Um, but... 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. Like, he's not getting destroyed by man coverage. That's not real either. Uh, But I will say more valuable, I guess, is Dan Quinn because I do think even before, like right now he's got great tools on the pass rush. Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory, Micah Parsons, Neville Gallimore back. There's a lot of good. But your defense, the Cowboys defense is not one of the most talented defenses in football, but they're playing as one of the best defenses in football. So for now, I'll say Dan Quinn is more talented. Yaya Dubin. He says, how, when you, or how or when do you start planning for the post-Tyron life given the volume of injuries the last two years? This is always impossible because Tyron's deal is still reasonably team-friendly, although they've restructured it so many times that he's now a $17 million a year player against the cap when he signed a contract that was like $11 million a year. Uh, but they've moved around the money so much that there's a void year at the end and whatever. But he's got two years left on his deal. If you wanted to invest a significant resource in another offensive tackle, I get it. It does make it tricky because if Tyron's available, he's probably going to be better than that guy and he's going to play. So it does kind of get tricky in that way. Um, but yeah, I get it. Even though this injury was just Connor McGovern literally rolling up on his ankle. Like that's not injury prone, but still, you do have to look and say, hey, the dude misses games every year, and maybe that number's going up and up and up. And he's been in the league a long time. Tyron Smith is NFL old, even though he's not old. That dude came in the league at 20. Um, so the answer to when you start planning for post-Tyron life is probably now. Probably this offseason. New era in Big D says, who's the best O-line? Best O-line without Tyron Smith. He says, left tackle, Martin, left guard, Williams, center, Biotish, right guard, McGovern, right tackle, Collins. What say you? McGovern's a better right guard than left guard. He looks awful at left guard. So I would have Connor Williams in the game pretty much no matter what. They don't want to put Lyle Collins at left tackle. I can't give you a definitive answer as to why, but now that you have played Terrence Steele out there multiple games, left tackle is the wild card. I think you just help your left tackle. I would put Connor Williams back in a left guard. He's better than McGovern. And then just leave it. Biotish, Martin, right tackle is Lyle Collins. At left tackle, you either run out in Secchi or Steele, and you help that guy, especially because this week you're playing the Giants. You don't want to do musical chairs on the offensive line with a whole bunch of positions and do that while playing against a bad team. No, don't worry about that. Jakester says, how we feel about McCarthy's coaching now? He said, in my opinion, seems to be following his tenure at Green Bay. Great coaching, few flaws, a lot of wins. Playoff runs incoming. I'm a McCarthy guy. I like McCarthy. I think McCarthy's doing a wonderful job. I think the culture of this team, the confidence, the swagger, um, the success, I think a lot of it is Mike McCarthy. People don't want to give him credit, and that's fine. I'm a McCarthy guy. I believe that he's doing a great job. A man traveling. How much is it going to cost to keep Randy and curse? Well, Randy's going to be at least $10 million a year, maybe twelve to $15 million a year. Maybe you could get him for two years and 25 something like that, maybe. Curse, who knows? Because that was a journeyman kind of special teamer before this year. 
but now maybe he's worth more to you than he is to other NFL teams who aren't going to trust it. But to this team, I mean, he's got to be worth what? Five, seven million dollars a year on a two or three year deal. He's played really, really well for this team. Maybe he's worth more than that. Maybe he's made more than that. Shout out to Dan Quinn making things happen. Candy Main, what position would you rank as a position of need one through three as a for sure target in the 2022 draft? Hashtag trust the tape. Trust the tape you can find if you Google trust the tape. Brian Broaddus and I will take you through that. Former Cowboys scout. And I've started tape, but not hardcore. Maybe I'll get into more of it tonight. Um, Don't worry about it yet, dude. Cowboys are nine and four. We'll worry about it later. In your opinion, what's the first step to getting this offense back on track from Carlito? First step, block them better, get your running backs healthy, and these boxes that are daring you to run, run it well. Run them out of what they're doing and then throw it. Um, But Dak has to play better. Your line has to play better. Your running backs need to be healthy. Uh, Everything. Everything is the first step. So, figure it out. All right, I appreciate you guys stopping by. Leave in the comments your favorite flavor Jolly Rancher or your favorite flavor Starburst. Anything that comes in multiple colors, what's your favorite one? And remember to be cool to everybody because you have... have, I'm going to ruin the dismount. You have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everybody. I love you. I'm headed to therapy. Bye.